2: You're listening to the Gospel Light Radio Show.
1: Good evening, wherever you are in the world listening to this radio broadcast. Stevie B's Media Production presents the Gospel Light Radio Show. I'm your host this evening, Stevie R. Butler, and this radio show is being broadcast from Stevie B Media Production at the Carolina Studio in the great state of North Carolina with my co-host Glenn McMillian from the state of Texas, Dr. Frank Washington from the state of Florida, Clay Phillips from the state of Georgia, Steve Corder from the state of Illinois, Robert Lee Johnson from the state of Florida, Courtney Carruthers from the state of Illinois, and Brian Christian Coleman from the state of New Jersey. Ladies and gentlemen, we are just grateful for the privilege to bring you a program where we as Christians and members of the Churches of Christ can share our faith and preach and teach the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ on a weekly basis. If you'd like to contact us while we're on the air this evening, you can just give us a call to the live show at 713-955-0508, or you can go to the Blog Talk Radio website, listen to the show live there. You will find this show tonight on page one of that website. There's over 1,700 live shows on the uh, website at this hour. And this show consistently, you can find it on pages one through four of the website. I'm just so thankful to God for that blessing if you have any questions or comments for any of my co-hosts you can give uh just send your email to my new email address butler steve 1009 at yahoo.com or you can call steve b media production at the carolina studio at 910 491 6405 now again this program is brought to you by members of the churches of christ and if you need any assistance in locating the congregation in your area please feel free to contact us now folks get out your bibles and stay along with us here on the gospel light radio show
2: you're listening to the gospel light radio show
1: before we go into our program for this evening i would ask that you would bow with me in a word of prayer that we may thank god for this opportunity our most kind, gracious, loving Heavenly Father, the Father, of our Lord, and Savior, Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for allowing us to go through the various activities of the day and placing it on our hearts that we are on this broadcast. And we are prepared now to present a portion of your holy and divine word. Father, we pray that you will be with my co-host, Clay Phillips, who will be making this proclamation of the gospel of Christ. And also my co-host, Robert Lee Johnson, as he break unto our listeners the bread of life. Uh, answer our shouted out question as well. Father, we pray that you'll continue to bless their families that support their efforts, that they may continue to sow the seed of the kingdom. Father, we pray that you'll bless our listeners who are tuning in via Blog Talk Radio as well as through social media. We pray that they may listen well, that they may consider their eternal stance before you and that their hearts may be pricked and it will cause them to ask the question, what must I do? to be safe. Father, we thank you so much for sending the only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who died such a cruel death on Calvary's cross. We recognize that without such a sacrifice, we would not have a hope of eternal life. Father, even now we ask you to forgive us for the transgressions of our own heart. We know our flesh is weak, and we often fall short of thy will. Father, we pray that you will continue to bless us and keep us and love us all the days of our lives, and that we have been faithful until death. Father, we pray that you will save us, for it's in Christ's name we do ask it all. Amen.
2: You're listening to the Gospel Light Radio Show.
1: In the first segment, my co-host, Clay Phillips, from the Rose City Church of Christ there in Thomasville, Georgia. He'll be making his proclamation of the gospel of Christ. And in our second segment, we have a question from my Shout Out platform on social media, Facebook, that I'll be posing to my co-host, Robert Lee Johnson, from the New Horizon Church of Christ there in Lake City, Florida. So open up your Bibles and open your minds, and let's have... A great show. After the break, the next one will be that of my co-host Clay Phillips. Enjoy the show.
2: You're listening to the Gospel Light Radio Show. <laughs>
3: Blessed God for um, life Let it shine Gathered just for a crown of us in the light. Come on, it's in the light.
0: It's
3: in the light. Oh, the blessed gospel light. Let it shine oh, yeah.
2: listening to the gospel Light radio show give your attention to the proclamation of the gospel of jesus christ
1: now my co-host clay phillips
4: good evening it is always a privilege to be able to come and proclaim god unadulterated truths i'm the minister here at the rose city church of christ also slash elder and we are blessed to be able to, to participate in this gospel-like radio show. We give honor and thanks to the Steve as he is with his endeavoring and trying to sit out and teach and give God people what they need. And also those that are listening to us by way of radio, we just thank God that you tune in with us as well. Now, if you have your Bibles, turn with me to Exodus chapter 14. Exodus chapter 14, I want to commence reading at verse 1 and terminate at verse number 4. That's Exodus chapter 14, verse 1 through verse 4, and we find these words written. And the Lord speaker to Moses said, Speak unto the children of Israel that they turn and encamp before Paharoth between Magdal and the sea over against Belzephon, before it shall be encamped, before it shall ye encamp by the sea. For well, Pharaoh will say unto the children of Israel, they are entangled in the land. The wilderness have shut them up. And I will pardon the heart of Pharaoh that he shall follow after them. And I will be honored upon Pharaoh and upon all his hosts that The Egyptian may know that I am the Lord, it says, and they did so. Thus is the reading of our scripture. I want to use the advocate of our message, when you are the bait, when you are the bait. Oftentimes, when I was young, I would go fishing with my grandfather and grandmother. They loved to go fish. And they will use bait. He taught me how to hook a bait and how to catch a fish, how to lure them in. And you put a bait on the hook and how to lure them in. (laughs) In this text, I want to help us understand in God's providential schedule, sometimes he used us for bait. <laughs> Let the Bible speak, Brother Clayley Phillips. Sometimes God uses us for bait. In this uh event, God used Israel as bait. Moses here is the minister of the gospel in the wilderness. Now, understand this that Pharaoh is the big fish. <laughs> Come here. Come here. Pharaoh is the big fish that God wants to catch, and he's going to catch. Pharaoh is the big fish. Now, it, the children of Israel is the bait, and God is the fisherman. Christ is the fisherman. <laughs> Stay with me now. Uh, Look at it, and we're going to understand this. Uh Give me just a little time. When you are the bait, have you ever felt that you were the bait? Okay, okay. I'm going to get there in a minute. Hold on to your heart. Uh When God used us for bait, the good, in trying time situations of life God will use bait and use us as bait. It's real. It's real. You remember God used Jesus as bait? Hello? You know, I said God used Jesus as bait. Because you remember now the Bible teaches in the first Corinthians that if uh the prince of this world had known that he was Christ, that he was the one that he was the bait, That, that, that his death was the bait, <laughs> They would have crucified him. Look at it. Remember now, remember now, remember, stay with me, stay with me. Remember now, when Jesus, the Bible said that Jesus went into wilderness to be tempted of the devil. Turn your Bible down in Matthew chapter 4 and the verses number 1. Matthew chapter 4 and the verses number 1, you look at Jesus Christ uh, demonstrate. He being the bait for Satan. The Bible says, uh, "Then was Jesus led up of the Spirit in the wilderness to be tempted of the devil." Look at Jesus is the bait. Notice the verse number two. And when he had fasted forty days and forty nights, he was afterwards and hunger. Now, now here the, the devil. <laughs> Thinking that now I got it. home hungry. You know when we get home we you know we give up. You remember uh there was a twin, Esau and Jacob. Jacob sold his birthright. He, he was baked. The pottox was baked, got it, sold his birthright. Look at it. And, and the Bible says that uh he got angry at the end, but it was too late. Joseph became the descendant, the blessings. Then verse number two of Matthew chapter 4 says, and when he had fasted for the days and forty nights, he was after a hundred. And when the tempter came to him, if you will. Now let me just paraphrase because I don't have time to, to read all that. Understand this. Jesus victory in each aspect. There were three aspects, three temptations that the devil used. And what is marvelous about this is that all three temptations Jesus used, come here, come here. He it was he used scripture. It was the uses of scripture that uh, kept, that helped him win, <laughs> Help him overcome. It was the use of scripture because why? Why would you use scripture? Because scripture is powerful. Listen to me now. Scripture is powerful. Turn turn your body. I, mean, I'm sure I, you. I wasn't going to read all that, but sometimes somebody's saying help us. Turn to Hebrews, if you will. The Hebrews chapter 4. Everybody turn the Bible down to Hebrews chapter 4. And uh let's begin reading at verse number. I'm just gonna read verse 12 and 13 to save time. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12 and 13. The Bible says, now we don't know who the author is of Hebrews, but it says the author says for the word of God is quick, a alive. Now what I mean, etymologically, I mean alive is whatever situation you're in, the word of God will fit. It, it grows into us. Listen, if you will. For the word of God is quick, alive. Not only is it quick, it's powerful and sharp within it in two-edged it, it, sword, piercing even to the divining of the soul and spirit, and of the joint and the marrow, and it is a designer of the thoughts and the intent of the heart. Look at the word of God. <laughs> Jesus Christ was in the wilderness and every, every temptation he used scripture. In verse number 13 says, Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight, but all things are naked <laughs> and open unto the eyes of him which whom we have to do. God said, I know everything. I got this. What are you saying, preacher? I'm saying the first temptation was of Jesus was Satan said, okay, uh, I command you turn these stones into bread. (laughs) Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. Scripture, second temptation, he he called him and, uh, and to to the place in the city, holy city of Jerusalem, up uh, uh, in righteousness in the spirituality realm, and, and said, cast thyself down and and, and see what the angels come against you. Jesus used Scripture and said, listen, what kept the Lord not Can't do that. <laughs> Third temptation was, uh, started in verse eight and eleven. Uh he uh took him to a mountain and says, uh, I tell you what, look what God has given me. In other words, Satan had control of some things now that we must understand that he has control of. You cannot share God in mamma. I said, Mamma, mamma is in the means money. So here we find, if you will, he said, I'll give you the glory of the world. Give me the glory of the world. You 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 misunderstand something here. I'm the glory of the world. <laughs> Let the Bible speak, Brother Phillips. Okay, okay. Let's go back to uh exodus now. Now understand this. Understand this. It is this was a critical time with Israel, God's people. Because this is the time where God has sent Moses all through uh the historicity of uh, the 400 years they were they were looking for a savior. Now they got Moses, and Moses seemed like he mocked up. For so 40 years he was in Pharaoh's house. Uh, 40 years he was in the wilderness. God called him to come to me, Moses. Uh, M- M- Moses, okay, now come to me, Moses. You, you know the story. Got down in Egypt, ten plagues. Finally, they got to uh, the Red Sea. This is where our story pick up here to the Red Sea. Will they return back to Egypt, or will they go forward on their march to freedom? What are they going to do? Here they're standing at the Red Sea. Here they're looking at the Red sea, and God called Moses. Hey, Moses, come over here. Verse 1, the Lord speaking to Moses, say, God said, now, now, let me tell you, speak unto the children of Israel. Now, now the word speak is, is, is a unique word. He, In the Hebrew word, the word speak here means to convince. Now, let me say it one more again because y'all, y'all don't want to hear me. The word speak here means uh, to convince. Don't you know as a preacher, we persuade uh, man by the terror of the Lord. That's why we persuade men by the terror of the Lord. Knowing that, listen, if you obey God, God will take vengeance. He's the one that will take vengeance. And you obey him, you'll be all right. Okay, okay. So God says, speak unto the children. Convince them unto the children of that they turn and encamp before Parah between Magdal and the sea, over against Beazaphon, before it shall ye encamp by the sea. What are you saying, Moses? Don't you know there's wilderness, there's mountains, and there's a sea? What are you saying to us? You set us up for bait. Yes, God says setting you up for bait. Notice now in verse number three, the reason why he said doing this because I remember my grandfather, he was fishing. He, he would take that pole and he was shaking, and he was shaking it, and then you see fish popping up, falling in the pole. That's why you snap what out. God said, Moses, listen to me. He said, He said, for Pharaoh will save uh, the children of Israel. They are entangled in the land. The wilderness have shut them in. How stupid can they be? What is wrong with them? How, it's obvious that they don't know what they're doing, that Moses ain't the minister that he saved you all, that Moses is not the man he saved. You remember, y'all know Moses. He killed that man. We left him. <laughs> y'all know Moses. Moses killed that man and buried him. And, we, and that's why he left the first time. Now he's coming back trying to act like he's some fisherman. <laughs> so the Bible says that he says, now, uh, Pharaoh will think that you are entrapped by the sea and the wilderness. Notice in that verse number four. Now, I'm, I'm going to come back and i going to give you some, some homiletics in a minute. I will harden Pharaoh's heart that he shall follow after them. Pull the string. Look at look, look, look at my granddaddy. Granddaddy said, pull the string. <laughs> and the fish will follow them because the fish want it, if you will. <laughs> I got to get them. So Pharaoh's mind is locked in on the surrounding uh, of what's going on. But he only said he can't see the spiritual. For I will harden Pharaoh, that he shall fall after them, and I will be honored upon Pharaoh and upon all his hosts, that the Egyptians, this is not only for you, this is for the Egyptians may know that I am the Lord. And Bible says, and they did so. <laughs> so understand this. Israel, are you willing to move on and go on from, or are you going to turn back? Will they return back to Egypt, or will they go forward upon the, and march for freedom? Peter said, I'm not going to read it. Peter said in 2 Peter 2, verse 20-22, through he says, how can you, after you have escaped the pollution of the world, go back, look at it? to go back into slavery. How can you? Uh, Peter said, you know, you're like like a dog going to his vomit again. Now, I'm saying the word again. You're going to your vomit again. (laughs) Let me say it again. Going to your vomit again. This is not the first time you've done it. You do it over and over and over again. You, you come to God and leave. You come to God and leave. God said, you that's how... Jesus, Peter said, that's how you are. The, or the proverb says, a hog bin, a pig bin, washing, going back to the mud. Look at it. Hello? Are you following me here? So understand, so what are you going to do? Are you going to go on? Are you going to march forward? Now, we cannot... Listen to me. We cannot advance. Paul in this life, without meeting with some dangerous times and perilous times and some difficult situations that perplex us and to make us realize that, listen, we are the bait. They're after us. You remember Jesus told his disciples, go to all the world, he did not, listen, people are going to hate you. <laughs> People will despise you. They'll put you in prison. They'll do all manner of evil against you because you belong to me. You are my bait. Listen to me. Uh, Israel are commanded to change direction. Now, now I can understand. They, they live in that area. So they know the Red Sea is there. The mountains are there. And, and there's no way out. Moses, now are you really telling us to go toward to change our direction? Because we was going in the in the direction that that obviously can lead us away from prison, from slavery, from Egypt. But here now, you telling us to go south? (laughs) What are you doing, Moses? You 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 were raised up around here. Come on now, you know Moses. That's so what the Bible says and teaches us that God told him, no, don't go don't go there, go south. Now, now the word paharoth is interesting. The word paharoth comes from the Hebrew word the mouth of the river or the gulf. The mouth of the river or the mouth of the gulf. Now, there was between Paharoth and between Magda. Now the word Magda uh, is the height or elevated area. Now this is interesting. Come come here. Come here. This is interesting. Because where they were standing, when Moses was standing, it was uh etymologically talking about they, that he had, that was his pulpit. There was an echo. <laughs> when he said something, it echoed. Everybody could hear. That was his pulpit. <laughs> That was his pulpit. Moses had a, a pulpit when he spoke. Thus said the Lord, 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 Lord. God said, amen. Uh, speak unto the children of Israel. And tell them the time, turn, 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 turn. And, and, and can you imagine the people looking at Moses like, this man have lost his entire mind. He's putting us out here to go and to be uh, destroyed, and oftentimes that's how God works. So, Paharoth means the mouth of the river between Magda or Israel are in the pool pit. Now, what message did Moses demonstrate here? Uh, in, in the book of Psalms 46, give us an illustration of what uh, happened to Israel. What message that, okay, okay, let me me show it to you. I went on read it, but y'all looking at me funny. I mean, y'all hear me funny. (laughs) Everybody turn the Bible now to Psalms 46. Turn to Psalms 46. Let's see something here that uh, the Bible is telling us that uh, Moses, uh, David demonstrates that these three things Moses had to encourage Israel. more he 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 solomon is looking back David is looking back in verse, in chapter psalms chapter forty six and uh, and the verse is number one we have Korah is talking about uh, a song because you know uh this is what happened you know, people sing that's why that's why the church we sing speaking to yourselves the Psalms of him spiritual song singing and making melody in your heart to the lord because you, when you die and now when you face going the wrong way, sing so here in Psalms 46. Interesting. There are three things that uh, they deal with that could bend the possibility of Moses' message to those that are in trouble. Number one, another word says in verse, verse one of Psalms 46, God is our refuge <laughs> and strength, a very present help. In time of trouble, that's the first thing. In other words, God is our security. Moses standing there preaching to them: "Listen, God is our security. God is our refuge, 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 refuge." Look at this. Speaking for Moses, telling Moses, he is our security. Not, not only that, and I tell you, don't be going to get the point. Not only that, Moses also demonstrates verse number four says there is a river the stream thereof shall make glad the city of God and the holy place of the tabernacle of the most high. In other words not only is God their refuge or security, God was their protector. (laughs) Let the Bible say God is their protector. Not only was God their protector, God is they're uh, saying, consider what I'm about to do. He said, because I want y'all to know. In other words, I'm going to show you what I am about to do. He said, come here to me. He said, I'm, I'm going I'm I'm to show you that Pharaoh ain't what he thinks he is. I'm going to show you, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use you for bait. God used us for bait. Use Israel for bait to draw Pharaoh in, and, and all Egypt don't know that I am God. Any that want to come to me, come to me. That's what the Bible teaches us in the book of Matthew uh, chapter uh, 11. The Bible teaches us, if you will, <laughs> Jesus said, Come unto me, all you labor and gentlemen, and I will give you rest. Come. In other words, he gives an invitation. According to verse 8 of Psalm 46, verse 8, he says, come, come. Behold the work of the Lord, (laughs) which, notice what it says, what desolation he have made in the earth. In other words, things that God has already done in this earth to show us, to prove to us that he is for us. So the message it's will <laughs> between Paharad, the mouth of the river, and Magdalene is the pulpit. The pulpit, and and now let me show you something. Turn your Bible now to First Corinthians. Let, let, let me show you First uh, Corinthians. Paul even deal with this also in First Corinthians chapter ten. First Corinthians chapter ten. The apostle Paul also speaks about this in First Corinthians chapter ten. And the verse is number one. First Corinthians chapter 10 and verse number one. Y'all ready for this? It right here in the Bible. Let the Bible speak Brother Philip. it right here. I, I didn't make up anything. Here it is, verse number one. Moreover, brethren, I would not that you should be ignorant how that all our fathers were under the cloud. <laughs> Talk here, Paul, and all past. Through the sea, he's reminiscing about that moment in Exodus 14. He going and says, "And we're all baptized unto Moses in the cloud and in the sea, <laughs> and did all eat the same spiritual meat, and did all drink the same spiritual drink, for they drank." Of that spiritual rock that followed them, and the rock was Christ. Hello? Then he goes and says, But with many of them, God was not well pleased, for they were overthrown in the wilderness. Now, here is Moses telling us that they all were baptized. Paul is going back, using this for example, that baptism. Into Christ, in other words, Egypt is the world. Egypt is the world, and we are baptized out of the world. And uh, God used Jesus Christ for that, because so if He had not died for our sins, we all would be more all men most miserable. Hello, come to me, come to me up in here. So the church is our rescue. The body of Christ, the church of Christ. (laughs) So Paul is talking about and reminiscing about the incident at the Red Sea. When they became bait for Pharaoh. Hello? Can I get a witness up in here? Now, understand this. Understand this. Let's go back to... Uh, Exodus chapter fourteen. Everybody, now turn the Bibles back. Let's go back to Exodus chapter fourteen, and let me let me. Um, can I give y'all some some homiletics? Now? Let me give some homiletics now. Uh First of all, understand this: they could not have been in a more listen. They could not have been in a more trying position. Yet here they are. Here they are at the Red Sea. Mountain on one side, can't cross. Everything looked bad. They start complaining to Moses. I with Moses, you should left us in Egypt. Man, y'all are not nothing. <laughs> but a mile away from Egypt. It, this is the time that the devil knows to try to get you. You got to be mindful and careful not like get entrapped by the devil because this is when the devil tries to get you when you. A babe in Christ, that's when the devil tried to get you. Hello? So you understand this, that even though they were in a trying position, bait on a hook, but what's encouraging is, notice now, they were divinely led. They were divinely led by God. I don't care, wherever God takes you, he knows what he's doing. They were divinely led by God. So the church is divinely led by God today. The only hope we have is in Christ. Okay, let, let me show you. Turn to Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1. Everybody not turn the Bible to me to Ephesians chapter 1. I want to commence reading. I'm going to start reading verse number 3 because I don't have time. Uh, we all that, but it's Psalm 21, verse number 3. The Bible says, Blessed be the God, Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who have blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. That's what he says. All spiritual blessings is in Christ, according as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love having predestined us unto adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pledge of his will. Notice what it says, to the praise of his glory, of his grace, wherein he hath made us acceptable in the love. Notice what it says, in whom we have redemption through the blood the forgiveness of sin, according to the riches of his grace, wherein he have abound toward us. Now, the word abound is a unique word. It means every time something come up, you are protected by our antibodies, even in your body. When we, we have antibodies in us to protect us, even in our spiritual body, we have antibodies to protect us, on the devil. tell <laughs> that God y'all. Verse 9 says, And having made known unto us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he hath purposed in himself. Now we know what Moses didn't know, what Jeremiah didn't know, what all the prophets wanted to know, everybody wanted to know, what they didn't know. But now we know. We purge. Amen? Can I hear the witness here? Not only that, not only that. Turn it. Uh, turn to. Uh, uh, let me look at First um, uh, Peter chapter. No, I better, uh, Matthew chapter um, four and the verse eighteen. It talks about uh, fishermen. Now, understand, Jesus used Israel as bait. Did he do it? And he used pharaoh uh, was the big fish he tried to catch. Now, what is interesting is when Jesus started his ministry in Matthew chapter four. In Matthew chapter four, look what he look who he called to be uh, his apostles. Some of his apostles, not all of them, but some of his apostles in Matthew chapter four and the verses eighteen. The Bible says, and Jesus walking walking by the sea. Of Galilee saw two brothers, Simon called Peter and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were (laughs) fishers. It is something. Look, look at how the Bible is inextricably tied together to help us understand that those things that were in the foretime time was written for our learning, that we, through patience and comfort of the scripture, might have hope. Woo! So he's he got some fishermen. And he said unto them, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. And they straightway left their nets and followed him. People, we need to follow God. We need to follow Jesus. And going on forth thence, he saw other two brethren, James the son of Zebedee and John his brother, in a ship with their daddy, which is Zebedee, their father, mending their nets. <laughs> and he called them. This is what the church is all about. The church is we are fishes of men. We're mending nets to catch some more. And they immediately left their ships and their father and followed him. If you will listen, listen. Amen. Uh, let, let me wrap it up. You three homiletics, and I got 15 minutes here. I mean, three homiletics. The first homiletic is um, that the good of often brought about that the good are often brought about by the providence of God. Moses didn't know what God was going to do. Moses, God told Moses, he said, now this is what you do. You got to the Red Sea, stand in the Red Sea, and stand still and see in the salvation of the Lord. And Moses, said, raw, you, you know the story of the Red Sea, oh Mark. Now, now what is interesting is that it is in God's providence. Number one, first homiletic is that the good are, are brought out through God's providential schedule into the most, now notice it, into the most trying situation of life. That's, that's when God works. That's when God shows you who he really is. When when your husband not doing it right, God moves in. I got this. When your wife is not doing right, God move in. I got this. When your job is not treating you right, God I move. When the world is not treating you right, God said I got this. <laughs> Look at God. Sometimes God use us for bait. In other words, the problem with us is we we not hooked. We not the bait hooked on price. We got to be hooked on something. Our bait got to be hooked. Into a, a hook, and then when you take a hook and take pick, pick that bait and put it on a hook, we are hooked on Jesus Christ. We are the bait. God uses us to draw people in. When you can get slapped by and turn on the chief, let the Bible speak, Brother Philip. When somebody asks you for that coat. you give them the coke. Also, when when you're going through issues. Oh, okay, okay, I, I, better, I better, I better. okay, okay, Matthew chapter, chapter. Uh, chapter. This only he says in verse number 13, Matthew 5, 13, for you are the salt of the earth, but if the salt has lost its savor, where would it be salted? It is therefore good for nothing but to be trumped and cast out, and trumped on the foot of men, you are a latter world, a city that setteth on a hill that cannot be hid. He says, understand this, there are two things about you. I'm going to use you for salt to season this world. Now all, and, 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 folks, you can't see seasoning. When you cook meat, and, and my wife and my mother and my family cook meat, you can't see seasoning. You have to taste it. That's about speak, You have to taste some stuff. Some stuff you've got to go through to be able to know that that meat is seasoned good. That is good meat, good cooking. Not only that, you a light in the world. You are light. You, you open up the eyes and the people that be able to see what it's doing for us. Hello? Oh, my goodness. So when you read Exodus chapter 4, the Bible is teaching us in verse number 1 uh, that this is a trial of their faith. This is a trial of their faith. So now, this is the first sermon that Moses preached, the first sermon that lead them to baptism. (laughs) Hello. It is the first sermon. Uh, You are the bait. God using you. The first sermon. What do you mean by the first sermon? Because it is before baptism. The Bible says that war was on both sides and over them, and all was baptized. time. And so the first sermon, there, there is Jesus goes to all the world and preached the gospel. The gospel is the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. The first sermon is about Jesus dying for your no sin. That you need to know there's a gospel, there's salvation that Jesus is dying for your sin, and then you're baptized and come up a new creature in Christ Jesus. That's Bible. I didn't make that up. That's Old Testament uh, being predicated and revealed in the New Testament. Not only that, God brought it it, it, and also uh, lead us to heaven. Amen? Oh, okay, okay, let me, let me, let's, let's, let's go to James, let's go to the New Testament, it's, because the New Testament fulfills the Old Testament, so you got to go back and forth. So let's look at James, uh, chapter one, everybody turn to James, chapter one, and I got, according to see, I got uh, 11 minutes, James, chapter one, and the verse, uh, I'm going to start reading that verse number one, James, chapter one, and verse number one, it says, my brethren." Count it all joy when ye fall into diverse temptation. Now, now, what do you mean by count it all joy? Count it all joy here does not mean that you enjoying the punishment, enjoying being lied on, enjoying being criticized. What it means is that there is a cult that, that if you get choked, you can call. It says, pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing, etymologically meaning that if something gets stuck in your throat, you cough automatically. In other words, when you are going through some issues, it it calls you to throw up. It calls you to cough up. It calls you to uh, in season and out of season. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. So joy here does not mean that I enjoy being lied on. I enjoy being kicked and beaten and whooped. Uh, Paul didn't enjoy it, but he's talked about so many things he went through. But what it does. You have joy because you know uh, the outcome. <laughs> it says, "My brother and kindled of joy when you fall and you die with temptation, knowing this that the trying of your faith worketh patience." You see, sometimes God has to deal with us, has to straighten us out. We're Got to be hooked on Jesus. But let patient have a perfect work, that he may be perfect and enticed wanting nothing. If any man like wisdom, if any man like wisdom, I like this. If any man like wisdom, let him ask of God that he giveth to all men literally, and abroad it not. Yeah. Okay, let me let me hear some for that. Right, we got uh, two more. Now, the next thing we understand, uh, next homiletical uh, study is that we understand is that, uh, that they had been led by their own, if they had been led by their own thoughts and their own judgment and their own, I feel like. And a lot of people uh talking about, you know, I feel like. You, listen, you can't guide yourself. It is not in man that walketh to direct his own step. It's not in us. Every time we try to do it, train things out. When did you stop and see the salvation of the oh, 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 oh. That's what he told Moses Told the people, they were arguing, oh, you know, here you come. Here comes Pharaoh. And God said down the pillar fire between them and the world and said, listen, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. I can't imagine how to see this Red Sea open up and walk on dry land and then get across and then God close it up and kill its enemy. And then you complain about only took seven days. We had a water. (laughs) Okay, okay. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. We had a water. They had been led, but if they had been led by their own judgment, man, they'd have been in some. They've been in some bad stuff. Amen. They'd have been some bad stuff. Uh, Number one, uh, uh, it it would have been uh, rough for them, tough. Number two. the best revelation that you can receive is knowing that God is there. And God sometimes humbles you, lets you know you ain't all that because you ain't trusting me enough. And then I got I to gotta, I gotta rush. I'm, I'm trying to rush because my time is about up. The good that are brought about when you're going through struggles. Y'all ready for this? The good that are brought about when you're going through struggles. Tell somebody this. The good that brought about when you're going through struggles. Number one, God uses the bait, you as bait to des- design, ultimately, to enhance his glory. Not your glory, his glory. If you can't forgive, uh, forgive your man, your friend, your mankind, God can't forgive you. So God uses you as bait that you'll be able to enhance his glory. Not your glory. God, God used us to enhance his glory that people can see us, see him in us. Number two, it is designed ultimately for the uh, retribution of the wicked. God said, I'll take care of the wicked. Don't you, business is mine, said the Lord. you trying to fight and argue, and fuss, that like they're going to change. That's not going to change anybody. You arguing, and fussing, and bickering is not going to change anybody. What it's going to do is going to keep you in Egypt. Arguing, bickering, fighting, I'm mad, and then, I ain't going to do that all. My Bible teaches me to listen, to, to love your enemy. But Jesus said Sometimes your enemy can be your uh, your mama, your daddy, but you've got to learn to love them. <laughs> let the Bible speak, Brother Philip. Let it, let it say what it say, Brother Philip. If you will, let it do what it do. Okay. Now, then, number three, it is designed ultimately to show, listen, the terribleness of sin. What you mean, brother Philip? It is designed to show us the, how troubles sin is. That sometimes we, we it's not we, we rough not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and rulers of darkness of this world. And oftentimes we think we're fighting against uh, your husband, or you're fighting against your wife. Are you fighting against your boss? Are you fighting against uh, your friend or your dad or your mom? Listen, listen. It is bigger than us. I I can't fish like that. <laughs> I can't open up a Red Sea for you. I'm not your Red Sea. Open up. I got to cross with you. Moses crossed over with them. And don't you know that... Moses never made it to the earthly promised land, uh, saw it. Is he going to heaven? Yes, Moses going to heaven. Now somebody's not going to heaven. He didn't make it to the earthly promised land. That's what Dr. King get that from when he said, listen, I may not get there with you. But we as a people will get to the promised land. Don't forget, it's bigger than you. God, use me. God, help me be what I need to be. Woo! Show me. It it means here that it's set forth, show us our sins. They, they, They learn to learn. See, God, if you don't recognize your own weakness, God will show you how weak you really are. They learn how weak they are when they got into the wilderness. <laughs> they learned that, listen, I, we, we can't do nothing on our own. Everything that got a little, uh, need some water. Even Moses got angry with him. See, the first time God told Moses, strike the rock. Then the second time he told Moses, speak to the rock. So Moses struck the rock, and got water. And the second time, Moses was shocked, <laughs> Not upset, he was upset. And, and he struck the rock, God told him, this time, speak to the rock. And oftentimes we want to strike the rock every time. You can't strike the rock every time. You have to speak to the rock, and that's why God went. God, God said, "Moses, speak to the children of Israel, in order to persuade them, teach them, convert them." I'm doing today as members of the body of Christ, preach and teach the word of God, and to be humble. And to realize that this world is not our home. We're just passing through. I'm the speaker, but Clay Phillips, remember this. Keep it real.
2: You're listening to the Gospel Light Radio Show.
4: It's
3: time. The storm. Well, it brought me down to my knees. And I pray, Father, please have mercy, Lord. Because I'm almost dead. And every morning when I would
0: rise,
3: I did not think my finger could face another day. But I made it because you said me My, 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 my Yeah, Lord, See, when I needed faith, God, it there first. Sure. remember what Jesus said. Don't pray for tomorrow, cause it may never come. Don't worry about the next day, cause all you've got is this one. straight down on your knees, but you got to stay in prayer daily for strength, for courage, and get up, that's the key, you've got to get up.
2: You're listening to the Gospel Light Radio Show. Shout it out question.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, we have a question from my social media platform called Shout It Out. And we want to pose uh, this question to my co-host, Robert Lee Johnson, who serves as the evangelist with the New Horizon Church of Christ there in Lake City, Florida. And we also want to encourage our listeners to go to that group on Facebook and get involved in those biblical discussions. Robert Lee Johnson, how you doing, my brother?
5: Doing great, sir.
1: Now we have a Doing doozy great. of a question. Actually, now we have three questions that are in one. This is three questions. Now the first question is, what is the age of accountability? And the second question is, where does this term come from? And then the third question is, how do we know when someone has reached it? Now, what say you to these three questions?
5: Thank you, sir. I may not answer them the way they are asked, but if you listen to the uh program, I will get to them and answer um every last one of them uh in the lesson uh today. So we're thankful to God for you. I'm always grateful to Uh, to be able to preach on this program because one is not limited as long as he sticks with the Bible, and I really, really do appreciate uh, that so very much. I change my subject just a little bit, all of these questions are included uh, in my answer today. And so what I am um going to do is answer questions as um a way of just presenting uh the word of God uh tonight. It's a very those are very good questions and they are very possible. And they are uh, questions that we need to talk about and and be able to share with our radio uh, audience. So, let's just um, say to my friend that went on before me, Clay uh, Phillips, I uh, appreciate his lesson, the energy uh, that he exhibited in bringing forth the word uh, of God, I always I look forward to hearing Brother Philip, he's going to have uh, to say from the Bible. But I changed the subject to this particular question. Do you know the difference between good and evil? Do you know the difference between good and evil? And I want to talk about that uh, tonight. Can one definitively demonstrate through Scripture that babies and young children are not guilty of sin? First, Scripture teaches that a soul is not guilty for the sin of his forefathers or anyone else, for that matter. Herit, original sin from Adam and Eve, But when I read the Bible, I do not believe that that is the case. Listen at what it says in Ezekiel chapter 18 and verse number 20. There the Bible says, The soul that sinneth, it shall die. The son shall not bear the iniquity of the father, neither shall the father bear the iniquity of the son. The righteousness of the righteous shall be upon him, and the wickedness of the wicked shall be upon him. So then, Scripture also teaches that a soul makes its debut in this life innocent of sin. Where people come into the world, they're not guilty of sin. They are innocent of sin. Further, Scripture teaches that a soul initially knows sin you are unable to discern between right and wrong. Deuteronomy 1 and verse 39. So uh, there is a period out process. It mm-hmm. is a time when we are going into this world, when we have uh, the spirit of innocence upon us. And that is for a number of reasons. And I will share some of those reasons you for the God tonight. When, however, does a soul pass from a state of innocence to accountability to God for knowing the difference between right and wrong? You know, there is a time when we are upset, guilt, and we are no longer innocent Because we are guilty before God because we transgress the law of God. And therefore we need to recognize that and be aware of it. So do we become guilty of sin at some point? Yes, we do. Sin, listen to me now. This is why we do not inherit sin. Sin then occurs when one violates the law of God. You violate the law of God. You are guilty of sin. Uh, that is found in First John chapter three, and verse number four. Now the Bible says, "Whosoever committeth sin transgresses all the law, for sin is the transgression of the law." This is it something that uh, one inherits. I don't think so. And that is not what is taught in the Bible. Every because the definition of sin, sin is a transgression of the law of God. Now, let me direct our attention to the definition of sin. Does Scripture
0: teach it?
5: Yes, and truth is true. One commentator asserts that the Bible addresses this subject with very little. Infant salvation. That's the belief that those people and age of accountability can be or are the of God for salvation. This is not because of it. about it in the Bible. Further, especially Catholic doctrine teaches born into this world. Still further, the doctrine of Calvinism, uh, which many contemporary denominations embrace in their creeds, teaches total hereditary Depravity, the original sin of Adam and Eve Passes to all their descendants at birth Essentially the same as the Catholic doctrine of original sin And so, because these matters are taught Does not mean that these matters are correct We do not inherit sin I just read to you where the Bible says Sin is something that is committed. It's a transgression of the law of God. However, the Bible clearly teaches that sin is not inherited, though the consequences of sin may affect others, including one's descendants. 1 Corinthians 15 and verse number 21. Those are only responsible for their own sins not the sins of others, such as fathers or children. Uh, Ezekiel 18.4, also Ezekiel 18.20. In the Old Testament, ordinarily one was put to death for his own sins and not the sins of his family. And so God holds us accountable for what we do. Not what we inherit, not the sins of other people. Through Adam and Eve sinning, the Bible says sin entered into the world. Romans five and verse number twelve. All of the descendants, except in Jesus Christ. Romans three twenty three, and I told (laughs) you. And so, we need to bear that in mind. The consequences, rather than the guilt of sin, namely death, and this is all human. That's why we need to uh, seek the glory of God. We need to seek the blood of Jesus, we need to seek the church of Christ, the kingdom of God. The Bible clearly teaches that souls debut on planet earth sinless. When a baby is born today, that child is born sinless. God put a sinless soul into the body of the who is born or which is born into this world, Ezekiel.
0: Sin,
5: like one soul, and since our holy God gives each person his or her soul, one could only conclude that God puts sinless souls in mankind. We come into the world; God gives us a holy soul. God gives us a righteous soul, a white soul. We're not guilty, therefore, of sin. And therefore, we are to understand understand, uh, the doctrine of Calvinism It's so wide and massive and perverse that many in the church miss it. Today, anyone to hell who deserves to go to heaven. And God would not send anyone to heaven who deserves uh, to go to hell. And so we need to understand. And, you know, I, I don't know if we are as sharp as we used to be when it comes to the doctrines are men. I don't even know if people know what capital is today. But we need to learn it, and we need to keep up with it. And so, it is only afterward, at some point, do souls commit sin. And so, when we come into the world, God gives us an innocent soul, a righteous and that's why if uh, children or babies or those who have not reached the age of accountability, if they die previous to accepting the gospel of Jesus Christ, or if they have not reached the age of accountability, it is generally thought and understood that these people are innocent and that they will have a place in heaven uh, with our heavenly Father. There is a time in the life of a child when God does not impute sin to him or her. That would have to be the case. There is a time before the child shall know to refuse the evil and choose the good, you know, and sometimes we're so unfair when we deal with new friends and others, uh, and many of us have been in the church for many, many years, and we make mistakes, and we sin, but all of a sudden we want them to just grow up and be real, <laughs> Well most of us have been in the church for years and years, and that Real is that we desire in the knowledge between good and evil. And in the context of Deuteronomy 1 and verse number 39, these people were permitted to enter camp because God did not hold them guilty of sin when their parents rebelled against him. Numbers 14:3 and Numbers 14, 26 through 38. Since the children had not been partakers of the sinful outbreak, they were spared to attain the privilege which their unleavened parents had forfeited. Children have the innocence before God that each of us must acquire in order to enter into the kingdom of God. Convert to the children. Jesus so said in Matthew 18 and verse number 3, Jesus Christ compared the citizens of the kingdom of heaven to children. In Matthew 19 and verse number 4, when does a child pass from the state of innocence or achieve the age of accountability. Listen to me, and listen to me good. There is no certain age at which every person becomes self-aware to the point of recognizing that he is responsible for sins before God. I can't give you a certain age. No, I can either. I know what people say. But what does the Bible teach on that? That's the important thing. There is a point that I need you to think about, and I need you to meditate on. The age of accountability then varies from person to person. Now that's parents that purchase a automobile for their child, they may be sixteen or seventeen. But that person has shown responsibility, accountability, maturity. if you please. And then there's some kids that cannot get a from their parents even though they're 25 and 30 years old. Now, what does that tell you? They have no sense of accountability. So when does one reach, as some have called it, the age of accountability? This is the age of accountability. Some have argued that when it's accountable at the age of 12, others have chosen different ages. 21 what, what should be discussed is when does one reach the state of maturity that he is accountable to God for his actions? Amen as one may mature earlier than another so he becomes accountable earlier than the other one becomes accountable when he is just that accountable. The one who does not have the maturity or or ability to understand the nature of sin and the need for forgiveness has yet to reach Brother Johnson. Third, the one mentally deficient to the point he is mentally, intellectually, and or emotionally like a little child is not a sinner. before God are in the eyes of those who know the good book. The reasons for such a person's non-accountability are the same as for the baby and child.
0: If they don't have
5: the mental capacity to obey the gospel, then how can they? He does not have the ability... Accountable and we are not be condemned, even though it is to be a mature adult. Some people never arrive at an age of accountability due to mental defects. Others who were once accountable to God may no longer have a sound mind and are no longer a kind of person. If they did not become faithful Christians in the interim, while they were accountable, they have no hope than those who died not making preparation to meet God in judgment. So it's a serious matter uh, that we have a mind and heart Uh, in order to accept the teachings of the word of Almighty God. The little ones and children of Deuteronomy 139 were not held accountable for the rebellion which kept their parents out of Canaan. Uh, They were aged up to 19 years old. First, the definition for little ones in Deuteronomy 139 means Weaker one, little one. Basically, this word signifies those members of a nomadic tribe who are not able to march or who can only... A God who looks at us and makes these wonderful... Gives us these wonderful blessings. And God makes sure that he is very fair in the way he handles his affairs. The word implies the weaker one. Only persons 20 years old and upward who rebelled among the Israelites of the Exodus were forbidden to enter Canaan. Numbers fourteen twenty nine to thirty one. These were all the generation of the men of war. Numbers twenty six two, Deuteronomy two fourteen. At least in that biblical incident, God exempted a kind of souls. Everyone under the age of twenty years old. That's what God did. A person has to be consciously able to make a choice to obey or disobey God irrespective of whether one has been acquainted with the pure gospel of Christ. Since sin is a violation of God's law. For us, that's the gospel. One must have the mental capacity or development to transgress the law of God. First John 3 and verse number 4. However, infants, and young children do not have the mental development to transgress the gospel. Likewise, to be accountable for sin, one must have sufficient mental capacity or development to purposefully respond to the positive commands of the gospel. Man must be able to hear the word of God. Man must be able to believe the word of God. Man must be able to repent of his sins, to confess faith in Jesus Christ. Man must be able to submit to immersion by the remission of sins. That's why it doesn't make sense to see so many people who know what the law says, who have heard tons and tons and tons and tons of sermons. And yet they'll not obey the gospel of Christ. Let me tell you something. You don't know how long you're going to be on this earth. You don't know if you're going to have your good mind tomorrow or if you're going to have a messed up mind. And what I'm telling you, you need to hurry on and obey the gospel of Jesus Christ. There are those in denominationalism who practice infant baptism. But the scriptures teach us that one, to be baptized, must believe. A baby can't believe anything. In Acts 8, 37, Mark sixteen sixteen, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth, why well, would we can baptize a baby? A baby can't believe anything. A baby has no sins does not inherit original sin, is not totally, hereditarily depraved from God. That's all the teaching of men. The Bible says for a man to be saved, he must repent of his sins, Acts 2.38. He must confess Christ, Acts 8.37. Thus, baptism is for those who have reached the age of accountability. Those are the only people who need to be baptized, the ones who have reached the age of accountability. And yet there are people who sit up, they hear the gospel every Sunday, and they will not obey it. Some people say, well, I've been baptized one time. But if you were taught wrong, you cannot be baptized right. You cannot be baptized right if you were taught wrong and you're under wrong teaching. And so I'm telling you tonight, all people who have reached the age of accountability are the whom all persons that are able to hear, to be taught, and to understand the doctrine of Christ. John 6, 44 and 45. You must be taught of God and accept that teaching. One has greater responsibility spiritually when he or she arrives at an age of accountability. Becoming a child of God after realizing one's accountability to God for his or her sin is the most important decision. A soul can make. Yes, it is. Even other important decisions in life are relatively insignificant compared to the, to the decision to obey the gospel of Jesus Christ. First Peter 4 and verse number 17. If you're not a Christian, you need to get baptized for the remission of your sins. You need to get in the kingdom of God. You need to get in the house of God. And so we call upon our young people who have reached the age of accountability to make the most important commitment they will ever make, even though they are not ready to make earth-shaking decisions. They may not be ready to get married, but they can obey the gospel of Christ. They can get they can get baptized on the remission of their sins, and then as they continue to grow and then decide to marry someone, they will have that, the opportunity to do so however whenever one has the presence of mind that he or she can consciously choose between good and evil, that one is accountable to God for his personal life, for his sins, for his conduct, for his behavior. Every person who has reached the age of accountability and is mentally developed has the choice of doing right and are doing wrong. It is impossible for babies and young children to die in sin, for as much as they are neither capable of choosing to disobey God's law, for us that's the gospel, nor are they able to obey the gospel. First John three, four, Romans six, seventeen, second Thessalonians chapter one, verses seven. Through nine. And so, what I want to say as I'm moving toward my close tonight, all who die short of the age of accountability are rendered sure of eternal life. If a person is not accountable to God, that person does not know sin, does not know how to sin, does not understand sin, that person in the sight of God is innocent,
4: and we believe
5: to be in a good way. Babies will be in heaven. Millions of precious little ones who died before reaching the age of accountability will be in glory forever. Our Lord said, our children of such is the kingdom of heaven, Matthew 18:1 through4. David spoke of going to heaven to be with his infant child in 2 Samuel 12:15-23. Similarly as Adam and Eve were created sinless, but afterward became guilty of sin, every soul enters the world sinless and only later become guilty of sin. Genesis one twenty six through 27, and Genesis 1, verse number 31. The same pattern evident in the fall of Adam and Eve into sin is the same pattern that individuals follow when they reach the age of accountability and then fall into sin. At that time, one should see God. God made man upright. When God created man and placed him in the Garden of Eden, man was in a state of innocence until the day that he transgressed the law of God. First John 3 and verse number 4. Likewise, when a child comes into this world, it is in a state of innocence until it reaches the age of accountability and transgresses the law of God. The Bible does not teach the idea of original sin or total hereditary depravity. This is one of these inventions sought out by man. Little children do not inherit sin from their parents. The Calvinist teaching of original sin or total depravity is false. And so when our children reach the age of accountability, they are just as responsible as anyone else before God for their actions. Every person who has the ability to know the difference between good and evil is accountable to God for his or her sins. According to plain Bible teaching, every person is both free And responsible from the time of his coming to the age of accountability, knowing good and evil, until the time of his death, except for times, he may be of an unsound mind. Neither parents nor children will cease to fret over the age of accountability, But both parents and children need to urgently contemplate that obeying the gospel is the most important decision of one's life. Amen. More important than selecting a marriage partner. More important than selecting where you're going to college or your lifelong occupation. God has always desired that mankind uh, turn from sin to righteousness, and God provided the sinless Christ as a sacrifice for our sins. First Peter chapter two and verse number twenty-four. Salvation from sin is available to those who will accept it on the terms of God John 3 16 Mark 16 16 and I chapter 2 and verse number 38 Errant Christians can also obtain salvation from sin in their lives through our Lord Jesus Christ first John chapter 1 verses 7 through 9 I appreciate you for being with me today are tonight in listening to the Word of God, as I shared uh, these wonderful thoughts from the Bible. And so when we grow to the point where we can understand the difference between right and wrong, I believe that to be the age of accountability. Until that time, I think that as we read and study the Bible, that that is a safe, Place to be and then once we learn the difference between truth and error, we give our lives to the Lord, we come humbly to the throne of God we admit that we're sinners, we get baptized by the remission of our sins and God adds us to the kingdom of God and there we should stay until until we die and go home to meet the Savior. Thank you so much for listening tonight. I trust that the Word of God has meant something to you, that the questions were answered, and that you have a better understanding of God's divine truth. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great night. Continue to read and study your Bible, and if you have questions, send them to us and we'll do our very best to answer them. God bless you. And thank you for listening.
2: Shout it out, question. You're listening to the Gospel Light Radio Show.
3: I took my mind, I took my mind out, of the world. out of the world. I had to let go of wrong and do right. I had to find a way to free my soul, and when I let go, yes, my Jesus led me on. My mind became good, I changed my life, I started to walk right, I started to talk right. My friends, they asked me, what's going on? I said, I let go of sin and let Jesus lead me on since not for you it's not for you just me i know me i know it will have you torn apart Trust me i know just me, me, me i know get on your knees and pray lord please Leave me, lead, me, lead me, Lord. Lord, won't you lead me? Lead me, lead me, Lord, Lord won't you lead me? Lead me, lead me, i followed the world, Lord. Lead me, lead me they Lord. let me wrong. Lead me, lead Had me Lord. living in sin lead me, no, lead me, far too long. Lead me, no, lead me, Lord. Lead me Lord, won't you leave me. lead me? Lead me, lead me, Lord, won't you leave me. lead me? Lord. I'm down on my knees, lead me, lead me begging you please, because my soul's free. From a world of sin I'm so glad I'm so glad My Jesus I'm so glad My Jesus My Jesus, my Jesus He led me all But I had to walk like I had to talk like I had to love like I had to pray like, to pray like. There's nobody like There's nobody like Jesus I had to let go and let my Jesus lead me on. Sin's not for you. Sin's not for you. Just me, I know. Just me, I know. It'll have you torn apart. Just me, I know. Get on your knees and pray, Lord, please. Please, please, please lead me. Lord, won't you lead me? won't you leave me Lord won't you leave me I've been wandering around you Lord won't you leave me Lord won't you leave me Lord won't you leave me me? oh I need you Lord 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 I said I let go and let my Jesus leave me
2: You're listening to the Gospel Light Radio Show.
4: Is your congregation in need of lending for a building or expansion project? As your partner and advocate, Diversified Financial Network will take the time to understand your unique situation and develop a financing solution that meets your specific needs. It's an exciting time for your congregation, and what you need is a company with expertise in church financing early in the process. Call us today at 1-866-513-6665 or visit us at www.diversifiedfinancegroup.com.
1: This is the program reminder. Stephen B.'s Media Production presents. We're airing live shows here on Blog Talk Radio. The telephone number to the live show is 713-955-0508. And the website is com forward slash gospel light radio show. On Tuesday evening, we have three shows that air during the month. We have a show that air on the 2nd, the 3rd, and the fourth Tuesday of the month. What a Word from the Lord Radio Show will air on the second Tuesday of the month from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 5 to 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. And that show, on the second Tuesday of the month, we have a guest speaker from the Brotherhood of the Churches of Christ who will be making their proclamation of the Gospel of Christ. Also, during that show, we have the Community Corner segment for small business owners and entrepreneurs who have products and services for our community. I also have two co-hosts on that Uh, Show, Lou Gilbert He's the evangelist for the Brook Park Church of Christ There in Philadelphia Pennsylvania and Isa Mullins He serves with the Church of Christ in Cary North Carolina Then on the third Tuesday of the month At 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time 6 p.m. Central Standard Time My co-host Dr. Encerica Lane She's a board certified obstetrician and gynecologist She serves with the Great Road Church of Christ In Cincinnati, Ohio And she'll be hosting her show Conversations with Dr. Lane and then on the fourth Tuesday of the month at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, my co-host Kelly Fletcher, she serves with the Livingstone Church of Christ in Indianapolis, Indiana, and she'll be hosting the Kelly Fletcher Show. Then on Thursday evening from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 5 to 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, I'll be hosting a live show with the Light Radio Show, and I have seven co-hosts. On this show, Clay Phillips from the state of Georgia, Dr. Frank Washington from the state of Florida, Steve Carter from the state of Illinois, Robert Lee Johnson from the state of Florida, William McMillian from the state of Texas, Courtney Carruthers from the state of Illinois, and Brian Christian Coleman from the state of New Jersey. And on this show, my co-host will be making the proclamation of the Gospel of Christ, and I also have a question that I'll be taking from my social media platform on Facebook called Shout It Up, and I'll be posing to one of my co-hosts on that live show. Then on Friday night, I'll be hosting a live show from 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 8 to 10 p.m. Central Standard Time, called Stevie, the Acapella Gospel Music Blast. And this radio show, the 2022 recipient for the McCammer, the National Academy of Christian Acapella Music Artist Award for Outstanding Achievement and Record for Radio. On this show, I'm playing some of the world's greatest acapella gospel music artists, The Sweet Sounds of Voices. And we're also interviewing artists, producers, writers, etc. And debuting new music and featuring old music on that broadcast as well. Every third Friday of the month, I have a Top 20 Countdown show. And we also have on-demand episodes, where you get your favorite podcast from. We just go to these various musical platforms, Spotify, iHeartRadio, amazon music apple itunes youtube just to name a few and just search for stevie b media productions we also have recorded version shows these shows were album debuts mostly and you can go to iheart radio and deezer and amazon music to find these shows just search for stevie b media production and we want to thank all of our program uh, i'm sorry we want to thank all of our sponsors who are sponsoring these radio shows, and if you would like to become a sponsor, just contact my sponsorship manager, Michelle Marco from Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Their telephone number is 954-687-4705. The three E's of Stevie B Media Production, it is the objective of this broadcast. We want to educate, we want to edify, we want to encourage you in the study of God's Word. And that will conclude our program announcements. You're listening to The Gospel Live Radio Show.
2: You're listening to the Gospel Light Radio Show.
0: Oh, I need a friend, someone that I can depend on. I don't want to live my life
3: alone. Oh, I need Jesus. Oh, I need the Lord. Oh, I need the Lord. Oh, I need the Lord. Lord. the Lord is Savior. Oh, oh I, need I need a friend. Someone that I can I depend on. I don't want to live my life own. alone. Oh, I need Jesus. Jesus.
0: Oh, I need the Lord Oh, I need
3: the Lord Oh, I need the Lord I need the Lord I Oh, I need the Lord and Savior Right here in my life Cause I know without Him There will be much pain and strife He's the lily of the valley He's the bright and morning star Everybody needs
0: the Lord No matter who you are or where you are from. There's oh, no doubt oh, I need Him oh, in my life
3: Lord. Oh, I need the Lord. Oh, I need the Lord. I need the
0: Lord and Savior. Oh, I need the Lord and Savior right here in my life. Because I know without him there
3: will be much pain and strife. He's a lily of the valley. He's a bright and morning
0: star. Everybody needs the Lord no matter who you are or where you're from. There's no down. I need him in my life.
3: My Jesus will save us when He comes. When He comes, He will infect, he will infect us. us away He will save us. My Jesus will save us. My 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 my, my Jesus, my Jesus, oh my, 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 my Jesus, will save us. And my Jesus will. Save us. Jesus will save, save us. us. When he comes, when back, he he comes he back, he will in fact take us away. he will save us. will save us. My, 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 my. Jesus, my Jesus, oh, my Jesus, Jesus. my Jesus. My Jesus. My Jesus. He will my save Jesus, you. My Jesus, and my and Jesus, you. And are you? And are you?
0: And you, and you, will you, save you Jesus, 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 Jesus will say.
2: You're listening to the Gospel Light Radio Show.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, that's our show. What a show. What a show. I want to thank both of my uh, co-hosts, Clay Phillips and Robert Lee Johnson, for their proclamations of the gospel of Christ. My brother, Clay, he preaches. He always does a great job. I always enjoy hearing him preach his word, uh, his lessons here on this broadcast. And also, my uh, co-host, Robert Lee Johnson, these brothers are, I'm not going to say they long-winded, but. Yeah they they, they long winded the preachers. <laughs> I love both of them because I know what we're going to get from them. On these radio shows, if you are a lover of God's word, you will really enjoy hearing their proclamation of the gospel of Christ. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my prayer that the lessons that were presented on this broadcast have been beneficial to your spiritual lives and your relationship with the Lord has been extended because you're not only tuning in this radio broadcast, but you've given yourself over to a study of God's word. So until we meet again, I pray God's continued blessings upon your lives. And then he bless you real, real good. You've been listening to the Gospel Light radio show on behalf of my co-host. We really do appreciate your love and support for these programs. I'm your host, Steve R. Butler. Good night, everybody. God bless you.
2: You're listening to the Gospel Light Radio Show. Lord, ask me to bless
0: Lord, ask me to bless Lord, I need a
3: blessing, Lord, I need a blessing, come on and
0: bless me, I need a blessing, bless me, I need a blessing. I need a blessing, Ooh, Lord. I need a blessing. I need you,
3: Lord. I need a blessing. Bless me, Lord. Lord. I need a blessing. Come on, on and bless me. Oh, I need oh, a blessing. Oh, 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 bless me. Oh, 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 oh. I need a blessing. Oh Lord. I need I need a choo, blessing choo, buddy, choo, 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 from you choo, choo, buddy, choo, oh choo, right now choo, choo, i oh. oh.
2: to the Gospel Light Radio Show.